Hello and welcome to the Nature Unplugged podcast, where we are all about cultivating consciousness in the digital age. Let's get going. Staircase over there. On the point? Yeah, that's right. What's that on now? Snorkeling? Sound check. Mic check. We in? We're in? We're in? Cool. Hello. Welcome to oh I got a little red. Welcome to the Nature Unplugged Podcast. Special edition. So for this this episode, we've got a, a special guest and we're in a special location. Matt Lampkin. Welcome. Hello. Hello. So we're in we are in a beautiful uh, beautiful Guadalupe Valley in Baja California, Mexico. And I'm so excited to be with Matt because, well, we're like bestest buddies. We grew up together. We go way back. And um, in this episode, we're going to talk about all sorts of things, and particularly around nature. And uh, I'll let Matt share a little bit about him, but he has a background, wonderful background in music and art and creativity. And uh, we want to explore how nature plays a role in your creativity. But before we do that, can you, uh, Matt, share a little bit about um, just your background? Like, how did you, we grew up together in San Diego, but how did you get into, let's say, we got into bodyboarding when we were young and then, and then music from there? What's, what was that story like? Yeah, so we were bodyboarding as kids. And then around, well, both of us, we got super into the Beatles, right? The Beatles, yeah. Beatles, absolutely. And then around 14, 15, bought a guitar, wanted to learn songs, basically just to be able to write songs as good as John Lennon. Still working on that, though. But uh, And um, yeah, so around 16, got super into the music, kind of fell out of the bodyboarding game. Yeah, you were, f- you were, you were like the, all- the superstar bodyboarder in the town. For a little bit there. When we were young. Prodigy. 13-year-old, 12-year-old boogie boarder. Yeah. Yeah. Maestro? What's the little... Yeah. Yeah, Prodigy. (laughs) And then... But that's kind of a... Not... It's not a super late switch, but you switch over to music, become kind of infatuated with Mm -hmm. Beatles and music. And then that blew up into like, basically my life became music from that point on. Went went off to school, to college, and learned more about music, you know, more... Had really cool roommate... Ryan Coelho, who had a huge CD collection, so that kind of expanded my view a lot more. Yeah. And then, as I was wrapping up school, I had the idea of like giving it a shot as a musician for like say five years, taking a serious stab at it, and started a band a band at the end of college, and then that ended up becoming my full time job for the following, I don't know, five six years, seven years. Yeah. The Muslims. The, the, we started out as the Muslims, and that name was probably not the best suited name for our rock band, <laughs> and we changed it to the Soft Pack, and that ended up uh, panning out and becoming like a successful little band. Nothing huge, but we got to tour U.S., Europe, Australia a handful of times. Yeah. Got to got to travel, got to eat a lot of food and meet a lot of people. And then, um, that's hard work, life on the road. Yeah. And at the same time, 
as I was feeling very burnt out on life on the road, still loving music, but as a working musician, it was getting kind of hard. Claire, my girlfriend, ended up getting a job down here in mm. the Guadalupe Valley. And you were living in Los Angeles. We were living before. in L.A., yeah, based in L.A. Based in L.A., doing the scene, the music scene. Yeah, on the road, you know, like, you know, six months, nine months out of the year, hardcore. And then Claire got this job down here at a nice restaurant in the wine country, and it was just the perfect place to take a break. Yeah. And kind of, you know, I don't know, kind of reconnect myself to music and nature in a healthy way as opposed to hmm, what would that be like more of a rat race way yeah. or something and then you know yeah, music yeah, yeah. and creativity in general getting back and, to the roots yeah getting back to the enjoyment and the healthy side of it totally totally and i will just i want to side note here you may recognize matt's voice from the intro and outro music thanks to the uh to matt lamp in the soft pack for that's right a wonderful song and check him out yeah he's still still well We'll get into this more, but Softback, great band. I've been a big, I mean, I'm a little biased, but a huge fan. And uh, you've been a big inspiration for me with, you know, whether it's doing writing stuff or creativity stuff. I always, if there's ever a challenge for me, I think, uh, like putting myself out there, I try and channel the, the Matt Lampkin uh, energy on stage. That's very cool. Next level. That's cool. Yeah. 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 So, okay. So you moved down to the Valle. Valle? Is that what we say? Yeah, Valle de Guadalupe is how they call it. Valle de Guadalupe. See? So you move down here and um, kind of get back. It kind of like simplifies things, right? You have a beautiful little place, garden, surrounded well, by nature. Speaking of unplugging, yeah. um, so I was, you know, all my stuff was, all my tech stuff, say like my uh, cell phone plan, right? Uh, and internet and all that stuff kind of just fell away because when I got here, there wasn't internet where we lived. Yeah. My cell phone plan didn't have like international roaming. And I would just find myself out here in this like quiet kind of valley, no cell phone, no internet. And uh, at first I kind of approached it as like kind of like a songwriting place still kind of in that mind that like this is a good time to be really productive and get back out and take a break and get on it you know and then i wrote a bunch of songs for a year or two or something like that and in the meantime like just kind of cruising around uh hiking around here and taking the bus into town oh i didn't have a car either <laughs> so no car no phone no internet yeah and i lived out in the mountains it was a, from like basically hardcore inner city hollywood East Hollywood to the mountains with no tech, right. no car, no nothing, and just taking like the the city bus for like a half hour, forty minutes to go to town and cruise around and just get to know the the city of Ensenada and also the hills out here and the nature out here. So it's quite a change. Yeah, for sure. And um, it was it was awesome. And through that, I got to kind of. It led to like a different, like a, a shift in perspective, right? Also, it's a different country with a different culture. Yeah, I, would, I was just going to jump in. Like the, 
again, we, uh, we live in, I live in San Diego, so and I live in San Diego, and um, come down here. I grew up coming down here a lot, but just, I was sharing this with you before, uh, just crossing the border, um, as soon as you're kind of out in the clear, and, and uh, there's a different vibe. Like, you can feel it's a, it's a slower pace, different energy uh, when, you, when you get here, and it's palpable. It's cool. Anyway. No, absolutely. It's that. It slams... It like slams the brakes on a lot of the stuff that a lot of the wheels that are turning, whatever that may be. Yeah. Granted, most people come here and it's a vacation too. And it was like a, an escape for me too. So there's this kind of like letting go that right, I think right. is, you know, on the person who feels that too, which is, which is interesting if you can kind of channel that and learn how to do that. You don't really necessarily need to leave the country right, or, right, right. you know. Yeah. But yeah. Anyway, that's you a big channel thing. your Baja spirit wherever you exactly, are. Exactly. Yeah. You can. <laughs> but yeah. But it also leads. Uh, it also led me to like a like a change in perspective and uh, a change in um, what would you call that? Like priorities. Yeah, for sure. I ended up making really good friends down here and experiencing kind of like a more value placed on like friends and family and on food and enjoyment of life more than say placing a lot of value on, you know, whatever it is like the career, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Yeah. Which is also here, but it's, I was, I was kind of thrown into a place where it's like more valuable to have like friends and, and share like love and happiness and, and enjoyment of life. Yeah than necessarily like a comparing thing or you know career not necessarily career mindedness but i'd say like career obsession right and we were chatting just before this um i'm curious to hear you know you 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 continued with the softback right when you when you moved here and for a little while and then eventually that kind of ends and you do start doing solo stuff i'm curious to hear how you're your experience, more like holistic experience here, like slowing down, unplugging. Did that change how you you approached music or how you approached like songwriting and that creative process? What was that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It was, um, I mean, I'm not, uh, so I kind of come from like the rock or punk rock or like, you know, more minimalist kind of like rock stuff. Yeah. And so that can be kind of controlled and and simplified. And also, when as a professional musician, there's kind of an element of like making a product that's easily digestible, right? Mm -hmm. And so that all kind of got to me in a sense that it wasn't straight lines and small, like, say, necessarily concise things when you go, when you're out in nature or in another place or in like a less kind of product oriented thing, whatever that is. I found that like the complexity was, I was missing as a person, the, the complexity that I loved about life and nature and the world wasn't there in the music, right? So it's kind of like this like simplified thing, processed thing that wasn't very dynamic. And I'm not saying that I now make this incredibly dynamic music, but it's just, 
it's a, it's a step towards that more dynamic, you know, um, something that's more dynamic that reflects life and the world better, more, more true to life as opposed to trying to produce something yeah. that is digestible and consumable and specific. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. So that's what was happening as I was out here and the soft pack was kind of, you know, for me, losing its luster, I was losing my interest in it for that reason. Mm-hmm. And so I was out here, you know, no internet, no phone, no car, and writing this music and finding myself really like wanting to stretch out more and and make something that reflected the place, you know, physically and mentally that I was in, you know? Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. And you were talking about, because I was, I was curious to hear about like, does, you know, you're surra- in this place, we're here now, it's like we're surrounded by beautiful valleys and mountains and vineyards and it looks, I mean, it looks like we're in Tuscany or something like that. And um, nature's so much a part of this space. I was curious if like, there's, you know, do you have any sort of practice and like, do you go for like a hike and then, and then like get into creative mode or is, do you have like a process with that or how does your, your creativity look down, down here? Yeah. So it's kind of, um, for me, we kind of talked about this, that, that creativity is kind of about a flow for me. And if I'm experiencing writer's block or something like that, or I'm struggling to be creative, I've kind of learned now that it's kind of like, almost like an indicator of whether or not I'm taking care of myself or feeling healthy or, you know, that basically. So if I'm healthy and taking care of myself, then then it's not a struggle. The creativity flows. If I sit down and it's, you know, a grind, it's probably an indicator of something else in my life that's not going well. Yeah. And so the shift has also been from creativity as like a goal, say professionally or say productivity, having to be creative. Yeah. And maybe even learning once, once I noticed that and then maybe deciding to like, okay, so this is like training maybe as an athlete would to stay fit, to keep it as the number one priority is to be creative, right? And then now my sh- uh, my perspective has kind of changed to more of a balanced, whole, holistic. I don't know if that would be the right word, but I think so. Yeah, as creativity as a part of health, a healthy life, right? In the way that play, people talk about play or creativity. Right. I find very similar. And then so physical health, you know, exercise or mental health, you know, say reading and exercising your mind as well, meditating, reading. I find that using creativity as something that helps the other things stay in balance. Yeah, yeah. So it's like a byproduct of a of a kind of an intentional life that's that's you're taking care of the different parts holistic, right? And it's not just the the goal. And it's also an indicator. That's I think that's really interesting and cool. Mhm. And we were talking about this before too. Um, you know, we grew up surfing together, bodyboarding to be specific, which is, you know, Awesome as well. I call it boogie boarding. Big Seb, Seb calls it bodyboarding. <laughs> I see, yeah. yeah. Uh, and you were telling me how, right, I, I, I mean, imagine just the lifestyle of, of being on the road a lot and living in L.A. or more like inland L.A. It's challenging to get the regular surfing in or nature fix. And um, 
but now you're kind of back into it. And so how's that been? You're really like, you're surfing a lot, exercising a lot. How's kind of like the surfing and being in the ocean and the movement kind of played a role in your self-care or your, your creativity? Yeah, it's pretty interesting because around that time we talk about going back to when I like, you know, kind of got a guitar and stuff. I specifically remember feeling like I was leaving the kind of surf world because of its kind of limited, in a lot of ways, mainstream surf, but so same with mainstream music. But like you got to have the right, the board, the the look, the... It's just a limited kind of narrow, narrow view yeah. of the world in a way. I think there's specifics and it, you don't have much wiggle room there. Yeah. So I remember feeling like, and you and I used to be like, pretty playful and goofy in the water, you know, and in, in, in almost intentionally in contrast to the very serious people yeah. out there in the, in the ocean to almost, you know, to hold a mirror up to that kind of seriousness and that right. kind of even macho culture that was like ridiculous too, especially when you're like the young prodigies and you're actually better than most of them out there. Right, so right, if right. the seriousness isn't making you surf better then what's the point. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And, um, which I imagine that's, that's certainly true in the surf, in surf culture and probably there's a similar thing in probably every little niche, you know, music, there's probably a similar deal and yeah, soccer, you, you kind of see these systems like reflecting er, resounding and it's the same kind of thing and it just has a different kind of, it just wears a different hat or whatever it is, a different sport or different culture that you're in. Yeah. And so I specifically remember getting into music because I felt limited in surfing, right? Interesting. Yeah. And then now, you know, I get to a point where I'm limited in the music or felt limited in the music and went back to kind of being in nature and having been down here where it's a little more, I don't know, like, you know, not as densely populated, you know, so surfing in, in down here is a lot easier than surfing in LA per se, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. So it was just kind of sitting there and it was like, oh, okay, yeah, you know, I used to surf um, I think I still got it, you know, and I would go out there and it came back really quick and basically fell back into it hardcore. So now I'm going like all the time as much as possible every day if I can. And um, it basically has brought me back into like a much healthier mental and physical state. So it's something that it was definitely lacking. You know, I used to exercise and, and whatever works for you is best, but I used to run a lot to get exercise, but it's not something I particularly enjoy. Right. It's it was just like, like check the box, get back to exactly it. It being creative like, or whatever or whatever it is. Exactly. This is part of the goal or something rather yeah. than part of the experience. Yeah. Yeah. It's so wild. I mean that's that I mean that's we talk about that a lot just in our in our coaching and, and workshops and stuff. Um just kind of that that mindset shift where I just think it's interesting that you can still be super successful at let's say music or surfing and have a uh that shift in the mindset where it's like you're, you're taking it seriously and enjoying the, that particular experience that particular moment uh and there's a playful element to it um and it's just interesting how it's a paradoxical thing like so you like let go a little bit of the, the maybe the goal or the intention to do that particular move and just are more fully present and then you have fun and uh, performance can go up too Absolutely. Yeah. I think that's the coolest thing. It's like you can do amazing, uh, specifically say in boogie boarding, you can do amazing Body things. Yeah. Sorry, yeah. Uh, 
in boogie boarding you can do amazing things even when you're joking around right that not necessarily it's amazing right but just that like surprise you know you can do a surprising thing yeah and I don't know that element of experimentation, play, creativity. Right. I I have found to be more rewarding than executing, you know, specific goals. You know, uh, it's really boring to me to watch a really good surfer like execute a wave, a ten point oh wave perfectly. You know, I think that's just like yeah, I could have. I I understand what you're going for, and you did it. You didn't really exceed my expectations in any way besides the fact that you did it perfectly right. like what you went for was actually very boring and you accomplished it perfectly right whereas someone who's doing something on waves or in music that you would never have considered because they're obviously really good at what they do but also screwing around to yeah. an element having fun and trying new things both physically and creatively creativity create creatively yeah yeah are like so much more interesting to me. My favorite musicians, my favorite surfers are all people who are out there feeling good and they're really good at it. They've been doing it for their whole lives, but yeah. they're not trying, I guess, to prove to other people that they can do something perfectly. Right. It's yeah. kind of, yeah. It's, it's kind more of like an internal motive. Like in, they're doing it because they enjoy it and they like to do it and stuff like that just because their their play sorry represents yeah. like a more open world there are so many more possibilities like yeah. that's something that i i like i'm inspired by with nature is that there's endless possibilities yeah but it's, in a confined social or you know like kind of place where everyone has to do these two moves perfectly it's like right. that's really boring yeah yeah it's interesting you know I, i'm not like i haven't done a ton of research on this but we you know part of our our focus in one of our kind of key pillars in nature unplugged is this is incorporating this element of play you know with we work with kids and adults i think especially for adults it's such a it's such a lacking thing often in our culture you know um north america or america uh and there's a ton of research that suggests that um you know that the act of playing like with primates and things like that uh it's fun and people and they like you know like with chimps and stuff they like laugh and and have a good time and uh, you know, when they experiment with like animals that don't play, um, when it comes down to like decision making or problem solving, uh, the, the ones that play have like just a different lens and they're able to like survive and do a lot better just in, in the world with that, like, you know, like basically saying play is not a waste of time. It's like, su it's super fun and functional in the sense of like opens you up to, you're just constantly trying new things and opens you up to all these different possibilities. It's pretty cool. Absolutely, that's and like yeah, that's a very real, real thing about it. Yeah, and I was I was going to add we you know we had the opportunity to go to a uh, a special surf spot boogie board spot yesterday and um, down the coast and super beautiful and just had a day of basically it was like we, you know neither you or I don't really body boogie board anymore but we did a lot when we were young and it was we brought our boogie boards had the it was like a it was like a revisit to kind of our childhood, but it was we spent like five hours in the water, and it was basically just an extreme play sesh. <laughs> and it was yeah. There were times where I mean I I um, and it was the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I remember you got a really good wave, and I was like, oh Matt's 
this is a perfect wave. Let's see what happens. And I was expecting the sort of like, the, you know, the typical deal. And you just all of a sudden pop up onto two knees <laughs> <laughs> and get barreled, which is when the wave like goes over your head and it's awesome. And you got an epic barrel, double knee pointing at me as I, as I was like going under you. It was insane. And that was, <laughs> yeah. that image is, um, you know, tattooed in my mind and it's great to be able to do that. Anyhow. Yeah, there's something to letting go of perfection or letting go of, um, yeah, this idea of executing things ex- excellently, you know, and it's like, I don't know, I talk about scarcity mentality, it's like, yeah, the ocean's there and, and the the joy is abundant. The nature, the way you can enjoy nature or music or anything is abundant, there's no one way to do it right. You're not necessarily going to get more enjoyment about doing something that's considered the best way right. by the masses. Right. It's kind of how I see that in a larger, in a larger parallel. Yeah. And I think, I just want to add, I think like the, the counter side to that is it doesn't mean you don't learn the fundamentals or the basics, right? Like, so I think you'd hear this and be like, oh, I don't play the guitar, but I'm just going to like pick up the guitar and just do my thing, which is like awesome. But I think it, it does, I want to point out that you probably spent a lot of time on the fundamentals of like learning chords and, you know, the whole deal. And, and that's an element too, or like in, body, in surfing or bodyboarding. There's an Absolutely. element of learning the fundamentals. And in doing that, um, that gives you freedom too to, to kind of experiment more. So they're both like, I think both of those sides are important. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's. I think it is important to have goals and apply yourself to things. And I find that kind of part of the. The um, when I was talking earlier about say, you know, it's nice to have. So yeah, if creativity is an indicator of of health, overall health, and then there's the mental health and the, you know, physical health. I think that the discipline of studying something, the fundamentals of anything, is a really good exercise, in you know, education, mental health. I find that very, very rewarding, whether it's guitar or music, research in, you know, native flowers or whatever. I think it's all super, super, super healthy and part of a healthy life. I think it's important. And I, don't, I, I hope that's something that I don't ever stop doing as well, is, is like, you know, being a student, I guess. Yeah. Learning. Right? Beginner's mind. What's that? I don't know. About oh, beginner's that. mind. Yeah, it's a concept in you know probably in a lot of different cultures and I guess philosophies, but I think more most popular by by Buddhism. It's a kind of a Zen Zen thing. Beginner's mind would be, you know, even if you've done something a million times or you're like you know an expert in a certain field or sport or whatever, the approach is, you know, you don't lose that that knowledge or but the approach is that you you come at it as if it's the first time you've ever seen it mm-hmm. and it's fresh and new. And, and so, I mean, it's just, I mean, I think it's, it's also kind of stepping into this, the reality that we know very little, like we could know a lot about a specific thing, but also just kind of, I think the, the context of, you know, we know very little in terms of the whole, like, what are we doing here? Uh, you know, how everything is connected. Right. Um, don't get set in your ways. Don't so. get set in your ways. Is, yeah. yeah. Such a thing. Is the uh, yeah, well, yeah. I'm still a beginner to uh, to Buddhism, so <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I like that though. Beginner's mind, um, Beautiful. yeah, I think that's essential. Yeah, what would you um, okay, let's say, what would you 
I think this has been great. And I would, I'm curious like, what you would share or any advice you'd give to youngsters or not youngsters, adults, old people, Beginners. anyone out there starting to, you know, they're like, I'm into music. I want to be, I want to be on the big stage or sports or music or whatever it is like, you know, starting an, an endeavor and how to, yeah, any advice you give them? Yeah, I think it's all about really doing it, you know, and that, um, it's easy to, uh, I'd say, especially in music, kind of be more of a critic or a theorist or something about that or whatever than than actually someone who produces, right? Yeah. And when you're producing, don't worry about that. Don't worry about those uh, cheap seats, I think, is what Brene Brown says. Like the people up there that could say whatever they want about you that you don't actually care about. Mm. When I started, for example, when I started playing music and I started playing shows, we were pretty set on playing every possible concert we would. And that was like at least once a week. But, you know, we were starting out and playing local shows and everything. And and we have a pretty... Um, I was, uh, at the time, from, say, our, our, our friends growing up, you know, middle school, high school friends and stuff, I kind of stri- strayed out of that crew when I was getting into the music, you know? I only had... I had a lot of friends... But I only had a couple music friends, you know. Yeah. And when I was playing these shows, I think a lot of people's go-to is to invite all their friends and have everyone come out and support them. But I wasn't interested in inviting a bunch of people who wouldn't be into it and wouldn't get it or whatever, right? So it's important to realize that if you're onto something, you're doing something, there's something you want to do, there's people that are into that you don't need to necessarily worry about what other people are going to think or you know i i love my friends but i was like but i don't care if you like my music yeah because the music is for me and those who like that music right so don't don't look around for too much um what's that called um or just like approval approval exactly so like because you gotta you have to really be Doing it for yourself and do it often, you know, go for it. Don't be afraid. I love that. Yeah. I mean, I think that's huge. It's, it's, um, and that's, I think when I was talking earlier about channeling the, the inner mat when I'm doing like you know, public speaking or writing or whatever, something that's uncomfortable. It's, that's kind of what I think about. It's just like, you know, get in touch with what you or I, you know, want to do and, and let it rip. And that's huge. And I think like, and applicable to any endeavor. Right. Because it's so easy to like with music or with anything to be like, well, I don't do my own. You know, I just you get really good at covering songs or and nothing wrong with that. But or you, you get really good in, at playing it, you know, in your living room, but mm-hmm. don't play in front of people. And, and I think a lot of people with incredible talents that are that we're not seeing because they're kind of like, eh, what are the what are they going to think? The fear. Yeah. You, you got to start somewhere and uh, might as well start now. You know, I like that. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful, Matt. Um, okay, we'll wrap it up here shortly. But I want to get—I want to check in. I know you're—you're you're, you're still down in Mexico. Been here for several years, and now you have internet. Now you have the phone. Do you have any? This is something we often talk about. Any tips or anything that's worked for you with like, you know, staying your your balance with you know using technology in a good in in a way that works for you and and still unplugging from time to time or you know what 
what tips do you use that have been helpful for you with that? It's really hard, yeah. I personally don't uh, enjoy using it all that much, but I but it's very addictive and I do, you know. You're talking about like 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 Say, social media or something. Social like media, yeah. yeah, or you know, whatever device or whatever, phone, computer. It's really not my favorite thing to do, but I you know, it's like so addictive you do it all the time. And I think really what it is is like for me in my personal case, it's like actually just not you know, it's always going to be there. It's one of those things. It's like, you know, you don't have to try to find it. You know, it's more like trying to get away from it. And I think it's up, it's about really making an effort. And it's hard, too. It depend, depends on what your your relationships, situations are, you know, friends or family or whatever, and people their expectations for you to be available. And I think it's about clearly communicating to people that you're going to, you know, unplug or whatever right. for how long. And I think it's about communicating that and... um. Yeah, I don't know. I, I, I just you know I could go on and on about what I don't like about it. You know? Yeah. And um, particularly, particularly for me, I don't like the feeling of being on call. Right. When I'm not, you know. Right. And there's kind of this social thing that's happened with cell phones that everyone's like, freak. They freak out if you don't answer your phone. Like, yeah. What is this? Yeah. And so I think it's about establishing boundaries and communicating clearly. Yeah. If if you want to get off of your device then yeah that's important yeah and i think you have to say that or else you can kind of wreak havoc <laughs> <laughs> yeah Depending. that's gone missing yeah um absolutely yeah well awesome man well i really appreciate it appreciate uh you having me and, and for the surf adventures and i appreciate um just the you as a friend and, and the inspiration that i've uh that i've had from you over the years and i, I look forward to continuing to to channel the matt lampkin spirit as we move forward and uh let's do it again another mexico trip another surf adventure boogie board adventure maybe another podcast get it going yeah thank you sam yeah man awesome well thanks so much that'll wrap it up on the uh the nature unplugged podcast let's see here okay you know as always please take a moment to subscribe and rate us on itunes Uh, you can find our episodes on soundcloud stitcher oh we're on spotify now that's new. Other podcast platforms. Uh, you can check out natureunplugged.com for more info and resources. You can reach us out, reach us there directly from the site. And, you know, we'd love to hear from you. Let us know um, any potential guests, recommendations, feedback, whatever it may be. Um, yeah. Looking forward to uh, continuing the convo. Have a great day. Unplug. Talk to you soon. Later.